Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Episode 103, I think, of Franco's World. After a leave of absence, I am back. I know you're all waiting with bated breath for, for my return, but I'm here, okay? Uh, I was under the weather, and I lost the ability to speak, as you can tell. Uh, it still sounds weird. This is something that happens to me once or twice a year. I should probably start taking better care of my voice, since it's the only thing I do well is speak. Okay, I should probably start uh, taking care of the voice more, but I'm back. I'm alive and breathing. Now I have two weeks worth of things to talk about. Uh, so the episode might be like 40 minutes as opposed to a regular 30 minute solo episode. I'll tell you why I do 30 minute solos here in a minute. But yeah, so, uh, you know, normally whenever I'm under the weather, I have a big panic attack because I hate being sick. But uh, this one calmed it down. So props to me. So today's episode might be a little bit longer than most solo episodes. Hope you're ready for that because uh, I do I do solo 30 minute episodes and like hour hour and a half uh, interviews because you guys most of the people that listen to this like know me now we've been doing this for two years if you know me so you know a lot about me and you know the monotony of one voice is a little bit much and there's really good comics out there that do solo episodes. And I wish I had that ability to just do solo episodes, uh, solely, but for the time being, I think 30 minutes of one person is good enough. Uh, maybe once I'm a uh, big time, then I'll, <laughs> then I'll do the whole hour solo episodes. And I've done those in the past. And I know I did the whole year of episodes by myself, but that was, you know, yeah, I published, uh, published those episodes, but they were really more so practice. They were just out loud practice. And you guys happened to be in the batting cages when I was swinging and thanks. Thanks for stopping by and, and watching me swing. But uh, yeah, that was practice. And year two were, those were live reps. Those were real episodes uh, with interviews or myself. Those were real. And then this year, uh, year three that we kind of just embarked on and I already missed my first episode uh, these are also real. So yeah, tell your friends about it, man. It's, it's growing. I mean, I'm like, I get, I get the luxury of looking at the downloads every day and I get the privilege of seeing where I'm at in the charts every day. You guys don't necessarily get that. So what you can do is tell your friends about it. So you guys are all on the boat together, uh, waving bon voyage to those who did not hop on Franco's world boat earlier. Anyways, two weeks worth of stuff. Two weeks worth of stuff, so let's get down to brass tacks. Something traumatic happened to me on Memorial Day weekend. An incident arose, an incident that I would normally have a crippling, debilitating, woeful panic attack, probably not recover from for a long time, probably be really sad about it and get really down in the dumps and then post some vaguely written sad message on my Instagram story that only I understand. But my mind and my thoughts prevailed finally because therapy's helping. I'm starting to take back my thoughts, essentially. Uh, I went to Cracker Barrel on Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, you know you're going to party it up, have fun, celebrate. Started off right with a home run decision. Going to Cracker Barrel for breakfast. That establishment has normally hit everything out of the park. Everybody loves the ambiance. They didn't have that game where you see how smart you are with the golf tees. That was not on the table. I understand COVID rules. But I hear the French toast is to die for. My friend DW said, get the French toast. It's the best thing there. 
and I got the French toast and I didn't have a single bite because it's the sides. The sides are what did it for me. The sides ruined everything for me. He got the French toast, no sides. He had a great time. I got the sides. The sides made it bad. Okay. I, the, the thing with sides, I don't know why I'm just now realizing this. Servers everywhere. I'm not like the other people. I read the menu. I know that the meal, okay, includes two sides. I didn't want the meal. I just want the French toast. I just want it by itself. It's good by itself. You're not you're not giving me this new information that, hey, you can order more stuff. It's a meal. Guess what? The one that's more expensive too, I don't want the other things. Okay? So, you know, I know everybody all day giving you junk all day at, at, at restaurants and stuff like that because they didn't read the menu. Oh, that comes with sides. Well, I wish I would have known that. Well, it says it right there. Okay. It says it right there. I know you have to deal with that all day. I'm not like that. You don't have to inform me that sides are available. I know what sides are available. I've already mulled over what sides are available and made the executive decision that I don't want any of them. I, my hand was forced here. I had to get sides. So I got hash browns and I got sausage patties. I prefer links. They only had patties. I made do with what I had. That was my downfall. Everything comes out. Looks fine. Try one bite of the hash browns. Okay. The French toast looks great. It's got confectionery sugar on top of it. Love that touch. That's that's how you know you're at a real country establishment. If they just load it up with the most unhealthy things possible, I'm home. The sausage. Two patties on top of each other. A little bit of a pinkish color. That's weird. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's a, a different type of sausage, you know, pure pork sausage as opposed to a turkey sausage. I don't know. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt. I eat the first one. Tastes a little funny. Tastes a little weird. But I, I keep doing my thing. Okay. Second patty. Sort of a grayish color, a light gray. And the top is sort of like, you know, how meat kind of gets hardened on the outside a little bit. This was kind of a loose Kind of had a loose texture to it on the top. So I cut into it, take one bite, lukewarm. Lukewarm, and it's it's like a deep red. And I know that's not good. Pink, ooh, deep red, bad. They served me raw sausage. Cracker Barrel served me raw sausage. My nightmare and what I was partially in therapy for was being a germaphobic person, emetophobia, the fear of throwing up. And Because my mom had food poisoning one time really bad when I was a kid, and it scarred me for life. She's fine. She's still fine. I don't know why it scarred me, but it did. They served me my nightmare on a plate, raw meat. They served it to me and I ate a little bit of it. I mean, obviously I spit the rest of it out and I was like, mm, this doesn't taste right. So I called over our server and I said, Hey, is this raw? Or what do you like? I'm like, I don't know. Is this, you think this is raw? Cause to me it's raw. She goes, I don't know. Let me get the other server. Okay. That's fine. You can call for backup. Police, police do it every, every traffic stop. They call for backup. Okay. Server comes over. Hey, is this raw? Other server. Yeah, that's raw. Like, like she's like, why are you even asking me this? This is clearly raw sausage. And I took a picture of it. I sent it to a few people. A few people I know specialize uh, their livelihood in smoking meat. Not necessarily they do it for money, but it's their passion. They do it for fun. They smoke meat. They're like, it's raw. Okay. I talked to my medical counsel. My medical counsel said I'd be fine, which is interesting. 
Uh, I'm sure they were just trying to calm me down because they know I overthink. And we'll get to overthinking later. But they served me my literal nightmare on a plate, raw sausage, and I ate part of it. Then, oh, it gets better. After the second server told me, yeah, that's definitely raw. Then the manager comes out, and the manager is not wearing the classic Bob Evans gear, which consists of a brown, uh, I don't know what it's not a row, uh, apron, almost, with their name, and stars. We got to know how many years you've been here, Francine. I need at least three stars before I'm trusting you with my meal. Hi, what's the problem? I think we have a little bit of raw, raw uh, an issue of raw meat. Yes, it's blatantly raw. Your server also agreed. Well, it's actually a smoked sausage, so it's going to look a little bit pink. Well, if it's a smoked sausage, I said this, I said, you said it's a smoked sausage? Yes, it's, it's smoked, so that's why it's, it's pink. Can I ask one question? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Why does it have grill marks? Like you you fried it on like a, a grill. Oh, because that's how we cooked it. So it's not a smoked sausage. You fried it. Yes, but it's smoked. These are the type of people that are running the Cracker Barrels. These are the people that you're getting your food from. Come on, turn your brain on. So she insists it's cooked. And I know I'm not mad at her because I know that's her job to do damage control at that point. She's like, oh my God, we just served raw food to this person. But now she wants to calm me down because I ask, am I supposed to go to the hospital? Because in my mind, I just ingested raw meat. I have to go to the hospital probably just to prepare for what's coming. Okay. Memorial Day weekend. My whole weekend's ruined. Um... And she goes, no, you you won't have to do that. You'll be fine. It's it's no big deal. This isn't raw sausage. Yes, it a thousand percent is. Okay. Uh, she then proceeds to tell me, well, we're going to cover that. We're going to cover that. Would you like some more sausage instead? The last thing I want on earth right now is Cracker Barrel sausage. And you are offering that to me. You know, you know what that's like? That's like when people, like the first time a lot of kids like uh, dip uh, rub snuff or dip tobacco or whatever, the first time they do it, they get sick. Like that's a common occurrence. People get sick the first time they do it. That'd be like you asking, uh, I don't know, 18 year old kid, hey, uh, you want some more Copenhagen long cut after you just puked? It doesn't make sense. You're offering me that like you're offering me more poison. I don't get that. That was a really dumb move by her to offer me more sausage. It's the last thing I want on earth is Cracker Barrel sausage. I'll probably never eat it again. Uh, it took me a while to to get my appetite back to like eat after that day. And I'll tell you I'll tell you more about the story. So after uh, she insists that it's cooked and she's gonna take care of the sausage, I am like, can you take care of the whole thing? Because honestly, I don't even want to eat any of it. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she took she took care of the entire meal. The meal that could have killed her. So then I go up to the counter. My friend has finished eating. I go up to the counter to pay. I go, mine is comped. Uh, they serve me raw sausage. Then they're in cahoots together. 
the front desk lady and the manager, the manager sprints over to her to like sort of damage control before the rumor gets spread that, yeah, we serve raw sausage here. And she's like, well, you know, uh, uh, we have problems on that sausage all the time. People always, you know, complain about the color of it. And then maybe don't serve it or cook it a different way. Oh, it, it, it's too pink for a lot of people. It tastes funny to a lot of people. Then don't make that. You know, if the customers are not digging your product, shelling more of it out will not help. Okay? I just need to run Cracker Barrel. I swear I could run cra Cracker Barrel. I swear I could. And I'll tell you how. Uh, I'll tell you how I could do it better. Okay? Um, I got a call. Well, they took all my information down. They even took my age, which I thought was weird. They wanted my age. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, is this for your lawyers for whenever I sue you guys after you guys kill me? That like you're like, well, look, he signed this thing, uh, and you know, we're not liable for any of it. I get a call from Cracker Barrel Corporate a few days after that, and they're checking on me. Hey, we heard something happened. Just wanted to see if you are all right. And you know, I didn't pick up the phone. I listened to five seconds of the voicemail that corporate left for me. I don't care. If you were going to offer me 1,000 free meals, I'm not going back to Cracker Barrel. You handed me my nightmare on a plate and insisted it was cooked. I have the pictures to prove it was raw. It was blatantly raw. And I didn't make a big meal about it. Ironic. Didn't make a, a big meal about it on social media and tweet up a storm. Nobody go to Cracker Barrel. Oh, they serve raw sauce. I didn't do any of that. This was an internalized matter. But I beat the panic attack I had from it. I didn't get sick from it. Knock on wood. I didn't get sick from it. I beat the panic attack I got from ingesting my nightmare. And I, I left to tell the tale, man. But Cracker Barrel, Wolf, handled that situation poorly. I know you're not, I know you're, your baseline is a, a decent meal. Like it's Cracker Barrel. So like it's, like it's slop, but like it's slop with like, it's a slop that cares. Like Waffle House is good. Cracker Barrel is slop, but they care. You know, they care about you. And I appreciate that, Cracker Barrel. I appreciate the fact that you serve slop, but you care. And when pigs come in, because Cracker Barrel is crawling with pigs, you feed them slop. Keep them on the ride. I will not be returning. That's the thing. It's like, it goes both ways. So it's like, they're offering me all these free meals, checking in on me and stuff like that. Here's the deal. You're a massive corporation, tons of repeat customers every day. You don't care about me. I won't be returning. Let's both go our separate ways. It's no big deal. You don't care that you're losing the business of one person, me, and maybe a couple of people that listen to this. Not really going to hurt them at all. You know? Just a moronic move on Cracker Barrel's part to serve me raw sausage. Just cook it. You know, it's meat to cook it. Don't don't be like, oh, I got to get all these meals out. Oh, I'm stressed. Just cook it. Take your time. I don't care if it's late. I don't, I don't care how late the meal comes. Just cook it. You know, you don't have to rush it out. Just cook the food. That's it. Simple. I cook every day. It's not that hard. All right. Let's move off the, the Cracker Barrel subject after I talk about that for 15 minutes. But that was like a big thing that happened to me. And the fact that I beat the panic attack associated with eating raw meat, that was big for me. 
Uh, also, if it sounds a little, I can tell it sounds a little all over the place. I haven't, I haven't been able to talk in a week. Today's the first day I literally am able to speak. And so I'm kind of, you know, getting, getting used to get back in the game, especially doing podcast stuff. So I also play pickup, uh, softball. I'm in a softball league, slow pitch league, and I play pickup soccer, a men's league on Sunday uh, evenings. I hate the full uniform wearing, screaming and yelling, mocking adults that play in these leagues. I'm My softball league's a church league, and we played the best team in the league. The team wins the championship every year. All right, we played them week one, doubleheader. Uh, this is when I started to feel bad. This was on Tuesday. I started to feel bad that day. But I muscled up and played. It was opening day. I had to play. Played all right, actually. First game, we lost by 15 runs. Second game, we were up by six in the middle of the fourth inning. Then the, a big storm comes. I don't know if we're going to count that as a win for us. I guarantee you that team is going to be like, no, 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 that ain't a win. No, we'd rather don't just wash it, you know, or, or they're probably going to want to make up like two innings and bring in all these ringers and then we're going to lose and it's all thing. But I don't know why people try so hard in rec league. I've never understood that. I've never understood the screaming, the yelling, F this, F that, you suck, laughing at other teams' despair. I've never understood any of that, bro. Like, I joke around with the other team mid-game. I'll compliment the other team when they do something good mid-game. Same for my team, but I'm not going to do it in, like, a derogatory way to the other team. I just, there's no need for that. And especially people that, like, yell at the refs the whole time. God, man. I, this, is, this is why, like, my local area is just losing officials left and right. They can't get anybody to ref, probably because everybody's just a bunch of jerks. And they watch everybody get entitled on, on TV because they're pro athletes. They deserve a say in how the game is being officiated. But you, in a church league softball game, shouldn't give the umpire grief for missing a ball call. You know what I mean? So we played a bunch of guys that wore jerseys. And we don't play a bunch of guys in cleats and jerseys very well. My team, ragtag, fun bunch, we like to have fun, but we don't play guys in cleats. You know what I mean? Or if you wear baseball pants, cleats, and a uniform, we don't do that. We play we play softball for fun, and then after the game, we're worried about like what the spread of a, a basketball game is. Like We're there for fun. You know what I mean? Like We don't care about the outcome of the game. And then my uh, soft, uh, soccer game on Sunday, an older man mocked me at the end of the game like the whole game i'm joking with the other team because we all grew up to well not never mind not a couple of us probably didn't grow up together because that guy's from like the 50s but still like i said jokingly at the end of the game because the other team was blatantly wasting time like that's a, i hate that soccer people do this oh my god and especially in like a rec league like last couple minutes of the game and, and, oh, the ball went all the way out here. Let me go walk to get it. Or hold on. Let me make a sub. Oh, my calf hurts. Hold on. Let me get a water and walk. Wait, the goalkeeper shouldn't be taking the goal kick. The defender will take the goal kick. What, what even is that? You know, they were doing that type of stuff. And, um, and I told the referee who's like a lifelong friend of mine, I grew up with his daughter um, and stuff like that. I'm like, dude i mean they're clearly like time wasting it like we we're laughing i'm like i said that's a little bit of gamesmanship isn't it and he was laughing and uh 
then at the end of the game i said like yeah man no respect to you guys wasting time like that laughing and stuff like that and uh one of the older guys i don't know the name of his name's brian he lives in jackson county west virginia i'll out him i don't care you did it you're like a 60 some year old man and you were mocking me i said like ah no respect to you guys with a smile on my face and he goes oh that's too bad and he like baby voiced me and i didn't freak out at him because like he's my parents friend i'm not gonna freak out at my parents friend but next week i'm gonna shove it right in his face like i'm gonna score six right on his head and every time i score i'm gonna walk by him and go that's too bad and that's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you guys what's going to happen. And maybe I'll come back next week and tell the story. But Brian, I'm I'm going to put six on you. And I'm going to mock you the whole way. Because the whole season, because there's only two teams, but we always split up players and stuff like that. The whole season, like, I always, like Brian, I think, is a fine player, for especially for how old he is. And I'm always like, hey, like, we'll get into, like, a battle together, like, fighting over a ball. And I'll win most of the time. And I'll be like, hey, man, good battle. Or, or like he'll hit a shot, he missed it, but it was hit well. I say, hey man, nice shot, keep shooting. I'm not on his team, and I'm telling him these things, and then he's gonna like mock me like that. Oh, that's too bad. All right, wait till I drop this sixty ball right in your face and stick it in your mouth. How do you like that, Brian? Anyways, the other guy on their team, I think his name's not Chris. I don't know what his name is. He's from England, whoever this guy is, and. He's a fine player too, especially for his age. I I even told him in the middle of the game, man, I like your game. You're a good player. He had the nerve to come up to me as I was talking to the official at the end of the game. And he goes, what what are you upset about? And I'm like, oh, come on, man. You know what you're doing. You know, you're walking over to get a water after the goal. You're, you're walking to get the ball after a goal kick. You guys switched to the person taking the goal kick. Come on, man. You know, you know what you're doing. And he goes, I've no, I didn't know how much time is left. I had no idea. Guy, you're from England, you're a high school soccer coach, and you wear a full kit. You wear a full uniform to pick up soccer every week. What do you mean you don't know what time-wasting is? You rag Muppet, as they say in England. You Muppet. You're an absolute Muppet, whatever your name is. And I'll put a 60 ball on you, too. I don't care. The most athletic person on the field. Get at me. I just hate... I just like, just play the game. Just play it. I hate rec sports and I love that. I hate them. And that's why I'm addicted to them. And that's why I keep coming back every week. That's why I keep coming back. Uh, what else happened? Yeah. We talked about my voice being gone. We talked about Cracker Barrel. We talked about, um, I don't know. This is kind of a, feel like a more serious episode. It's also hard for me to like get my full vocal range. Part of my humor is being able to voice inflection and stuff like that i don't really have that this week um so let's talk about uh overthinking and let's talk about new york for a second all right and dude overthinking has cost me many hours of my life it's cost it's it's made me lose a lot of hours of sleep and it's been rough, man, and uh, I encourage you all to not overthink and find whatever method you can to not overthink. Um, just putting your mind at ease, having that feeling of bliss and the, and the feeling of, okay, it's like after a lot of people use wave metaphors when they're speaking about overthinking because it's this wave of thought that comes in and then it recedes and then it comes back bigger and then it recedes. 
and yeah, you could you could do that, and I understand. But from what I've understood with my mental health journey, is that it's less of like a wave thing and just more of a of a river, okay. And I like the river aspect, uh, not just because it's also water, but just because for the river, the river for the most part runs the same. And there will be like, when you think oceans, it just feels like a consistency. And that's what I don't like in that metaphor. When you think waves, it's just, okay, that's, you know, the moon's got that grip. It's always gonna, the tide will always be, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So the, the waves will be constant. I don't, I don't like that aspect of the metaphor. I prefer the river uh, metaphor because the river is constant. It flows the same. And then, uh, you know, if you get to a point where there's rough rapids, then there's rough rapids and you have to handle that as opposed to a wave, 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 wave. You know, it's just like, it's, it's maintaining. That's really what it is. Cause when you think the wave, it just sounds like you're constantly getting hit by waves and for me in my mental health journey, I've noticed that like it's not a wave of sadness or a wave of overthinking or a wave of feeling like, you know, you're never good enough, that type of thing. It's just like a constant every day, like you almost like look in the mirror and just daily assess how you are. And every day, generally the same at this point in my life where I'm at now. And that feels good because the the baseline is a good feeling. Okay, the baseline where I'm at mentally, like I love myself. I think I'm very talented and I think I'm a, a very good person. Uh, and I didn't think that for a long time. I didn't think any of those things for a long time. Didn't matter what. And it's so funny because it's not like I've made it by any means because I haven't at all. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, whatever hint of success or a positive thing that happened, my first thought was like, what is the inverse of that going to be? So I, I, it was weird. Gosh, here we go with like, I already finished therapy today. Like, I don't know why I'm doing it again, but, and maybe some of you have had this thought too, where, you know, oh man, I feel really good. Yes. This thing happened to me. I, I worked hard. I earned it and I got this thing. What is the negative aspect going to be because there's balance you know there's life there's balance and I was always worried about that was the that was the overthinking aspect for me was like a lot of people I wish I daydreamed more I wish I, I I wish my head were were in the clouds uh more because my daydreams aren't daydreams they're sort of overthinking and I'm not going to say they're nightmares, uh, but it's overthinking the negative aspects of life because life has balance and a good thing happens to me. And my first thought was, used to be like, oh man, how bad is that bad thing going to be? It's like running up a mountain. You get to run up it. That sucks. But you get to run down it. It's a great part. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a real example of something that happened like not too long ago with me, with me and overthinking has nothing to do with like girlfriend stuff. I really love where I'm at mentally with like girl stuff. Uh, I know that a lot of guys can get hung up on that. And uh, one thing I can tell you fellas, 
because I think the majority of my li- no, never mind. Actually, the majority of my listeners are ladies, so never mind. Uh, the the fellas out there, it's you have to love yourself first, and you have to be so like comfortable in your own skin, and and whenever you lay your head on your pillow at night, you know you're at peace. You're not you're not staying up all night thinking because I've been in that situation, overthinking every decision you've ever made in life. And you, it's just, you have to be at peace with yourself before you could attempt to be in a relationship with somebody else. Okay. And it, it pains me that, you know, certain people in my life, I feel like maybe haven't worked on themselves and I really wish they did. And because it's just, you're not on the same wavelength as, as you were before and stuff like that. And it's sad because I love myself and I, I think I'm great. I just, I hate to see wasted potential. That's all I'll say. And uh, yeah, man, you just got to love yourself and, and work on yourself before you can even begin to think about getting in a situation with somebody else. Because uh, emotions are fire. You're playing with people's hearts. So I'm a big softie in case you haven't noticed. It's soft boy summer. As my friends Mike Bramante and Max Spinelli have coined the term soft boy summer. They're actually selling merch. You can check it out. Um. Oh man, the overthinking. All right, so here's a real example of overthinking uh, in my career, and this ties into the New York thing that we're going to talk about. It's so so. I went to New York the first time. The second time I went, I shot that TV pilot. I don't know if I talked about that. I kind of talked about that with Joey. The TV pilot went really well, and they said I look good on camera, and that'll be out. I think in a couple weeks, and I'll get some clips and I'll, I'll post them. Uh, Franco's World underscore, but. So I did two shows, two, not mics, did two shows, sucked, did a third show, nailed it, did really, did well, um, and I wouldn't say I killed, but like, definitely gave myself like a passable grade, and for me, and I'd never really told anybody this, but like, that was the first time I touched a stage since November 2019, that was the last time I did formal stand-up, and it was cool to know that I still had that ability and I, man, it was, I felt really good, man. People were sending me texts like, Hey, how'd the shows, how'd the shows go? I know you had a, a spot tonight. And I'm like, man, it went great. Felt so good to finally get back up there. I did well. The audience liked it. The comic, I heard a couple of the comics laughing on the sidewall. That's what I really cared about. And that was really cool. Everybody was super nice and, and welcoming. And I really liked that about the community. But, um, like that, and I, the, it's, it feels weird for me to say this because, because I, I swear I'm not like trying to milk it or make it sound bigger than it is or make me sound bigger than I am. Um, but like the feeling that I had from doing well on that show and the feeling that I had from doing well on the TV pilot, I did really well on it. And yeah, you have to tell yourself, yeah, I did do well. You know, have to let yourself enjoy things as opposed to being worried about the negative aspect, the overthinking. And that's one thing I'm, I'm constantly working on. So. Yeah, but that come down feeling, and it didn't even happen that day. It didn't happen while I was in New York, and it probably happened on that eight-hour drive back to West Virginia when I'm like, okay, like all that happened, but like that doesn't mean anything. And that happened. And I felt good about both shows, but felt good about the stand-up show, felt good about TV pilot. Those were a few weeks apart. And then I have that eight hour drive where I'm left with nothing 
about my own thoughts and I've I've done such a great job of controlling them but every now and again you get a, a, a kind of a bummer of a thought and I've and I now have the tools and the ability to stop them but they did they did show up and I would like to talk about them for a second um just like oh like yeah you did great well, that's cool but like like does it matter you know like does your little all your little jokes like do those matter your little tv show does that matter oh and i don't know why those like thoughts enter my mind like it it disgusts me to even say that because i that's not how i think and that's clearly not where my headspace is like i'm genuinely happy right now but like those are the thoughts that showed up and maybe somebody out there can relate to the fact that when something good happens you're looking out for what the inverse equation, the negative aspect of that is going to be. It's duality of man, dark and the light. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I, I again, guys, if you ever feel the need to reach out to anybody to talk to about the way you're feeling, maybe I can give you some tips and tricks. I know I've helped a few of my friends out and, and sort of been their uh, therapist adjacent uh, in the sense that I'm stealing the tools that I get from my sessions and give them uh, to my friends. And, you know, I felt really funny in the past couple of weeks. I've wrote a lot of good stuff down. And unfortunately, I lost part of my notes and I'm scrambling to find them on my phone. Uh, like, <laughs> I can't find the trash button on my notes app. I'm sure it's somewhere, but I can't find it. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, it, it feel like I'm happier... And I know I'm happier when I'm like, uh, like writing stuff down consistently and it's good stuff too. That's, that's what I'm happy. It's like when I'm bummed out, like when I was sick and I couldn't talk and I couldn't, and I had no motivation to write anything down and I couldn't laugh because no noise would come out. So just be like, so then it makes you be like, okay, well, I don't even want to laugh because it hurts one and two, no, like. I like the sound of laughter. That's an infectious noise for me. It's addicting to hear. And I d could not make that sound. And that bummed me out. Can you guys hear that bird? There's like a bird right outside my window. Hopefully you guys heard that. Otherwise I sound crazy. But uh, yeah, the voice thing was really weird. Uh, I don't think I said this. Maybe I did. It's been 34 minutes. But uh, like, yeah, I'm not a pro athlete. I'm not like a brainiac. I'm not a doctor or math whiz or anything like like my voice is the only thing like I have that's like a talent of mine that I'm trying to use to make a career out of like yeah I'm athletic and stuff like that but like you know my the voice is the vehicle like it has to be the one to say the things and I didn't have that capability in the past week and it was sad and I got and it, it kind of bummed me out I'm not sad anymore. I know I sound different, but I swear if I had the full use of my vocal range, I would probably, this episode would probably sound a lot different. Heck, the Cracker Barrel story might be funnier if I shorten that down from 15 minutes to five. That might be funnier. But yeah, so let's talk about New York for a second. Um, and then maybe I got one more thing. And uh, But yeah, I'm really thinking about just... Uh, just ripping the bandaid off, getting an apartment up there, just moving and then trying to find a job as opposed to whatever it is I have been doing. I've been applying to more recruitment agencies lately. So if you know of any recruitment agencies or you yourself are a recruiter, hit me up and I will give you my resume. And it's good because I'm talented. 
positive affirmations, folks. It's not braggadocious. Statement of fact. You yourself have things that you're talented at. Write them down 10 times whenever you're upset. I'm good at this. I've earned everything I've worked for. Write something down 10 times, bro. Even maybe if it isn't true. You know, I write down, I'm a great comic 10 times. Or people remember me. I write that. I don't know. That used to be a big fear of mine, not being remembered. Now I know that it will happen. Uh, and uh, like, you know, just write whatever you think might help you out down. I write 10 times. I'm a great comic. I'm funny. People like me. That type of thing. I write all that down. So whatever you want reassurance of, because I'm a guy who needs reassurance. And I'm sure it's a nightmare to, to deal with in relationships. Sorry, ladies, that I need reassurance. Not all the time, but some of the times. Uh, just write it down. At night, when you're sad, people get sad at nighttime, write it down. Uh, so this whole overthinking thing, it ties in perfectly to the kick I've been on in the past uh, well, week or so. Not even two weeks. Because I didn't even have this, I didn't have any of these ideas or thoughts in two weeks. But the kick that I've been on in the past like week is with modern day philosophy, guru, monk, Jay Shetty. And my therapist rec recommended his work to me months ago. And I checked out a little bit of a podcast. That's it. Just almost like homework. It's the same way I did with school. I did with therapy in that sense. I was like, okay, I did the thing. It's done. And now that I'm, you know, you tie a weight around me, like, <laughs> like I did have one foot in the pool and now you've tied 10,000 pounds around my waist and I have pencil dove into the pool and I'm just whoosh, I'm all in on Jay Shetty. And he's this guy, British guy, and he trained to be a monk and he's wrote this uh, best-selling book, Think Like a Monk. I have it ordered. It's coming in soon. And he does this podcast with all these it's very talented people. And I didn't know how big he was because the videos on YouTube have X amount of K viewers or a couple hundred thousand viewers. And I'm like, He's got big time people on there. How come not get more views? And then you check his Instagram. He's got like 10 million followers, I think. Or And then he, he's got millions and millions of podcast downloads. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. He's, he's actually big time. I don't know why people have not watched the YouTube stuff yet. But uh, he had an episode with uh, uh, rapper, producer, singer, uh, Russ, R-U-S-S, -S, Russ. And I know a couple of the Russ songs. He's talented. Uh, I don't go out of my way to listen to his music. But he's talented. He's a talented guy, and and he's uh he's an interesting dude. I like where his headspace is. I like his thoughts and ideas, um, because he's a he's a big guy, and sort of making his own luck. Like independent, like record labels hate this guy because he's figured out a way to sort of build this mainstream career of being strictly independent, and it's pretty admirable from a guy like myself who's trying to be an independent contractor and make his own luck, as opposed to shelling out for whatever corporation would like to uh, do with do what they may with my name and likeness. And uh, him and Jay Shetty, Russ and Jay Shetty, were just talking about, you know, Russ. And it's so funny that he and I had the same thought of like, I don't, I've never, people, thank God, I don't think anyone's ever asked me this. Maybe like my parents and my therapist asked me like, yeah, well, what if the entertainment thing doesn't work out? I don't allow that thought to enter my mind because I think that thought just breeds more negativity of like, and it also makes it an easier out. So <clears throat> I don't allow the thought of I'm not going to be a great comic enter my mind because then it's like, because then that just sort of digs its way into, yeah, you're right. 
I'm not that great of a comic. I know I've had all these guests on here. X, Y, and Z comic are way better than me, and they're going to get these opportunities, and I'm not. And you know what? I do live in West Virginia. And yeah, it, I did have to drive 20 minutes to upload 30 minutes of material that only 50 people watched. And I did have to do this and that. And I, and you know, I have to move all the way to New York and it's just so tough and it's really expensive. And I'll just do, 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 do. And before you know it, you've already quit before you've even started. So that's why I don't allow the thought of what if I don't make it to enter my mind? Cause I know I will. There, as simple as, I mean, uh, so negativity breeds negativity, if that makes any sense. And they were also talking about how, you know, putting, making, making the best of your situation and putting the luck into your own hands as opposed to hoping and praying somebody else takes the load from you. Carry it yourself. You know what I mean? I didn't know Russ was making like a song a week for seven years or whatever, but he was. And I respect that grind, man. Uh, even if you like his music or not, even if you think he's a weirdo or not, you have to do admire the fact that he took it and ran with it. And I, and I admire that. And Jay Shetty did a great job contextualizing a lot of modern day problems for, for a person like me. And I normally don't like these self-help gurus and stuff like that. And I wouldn't consider him a self-help guru because he's not all about get rich quick. And he's not all about if you buy this stock, you'll be like me and I'm Jordan Belfort and I'm great. You know, he's not really into that. He's sort of tapped into the to the mind of thinking like a monk and being a good person and doing the right thing and the good things that uh, that reciprocate from that, the gratitude, reciprocity of gratitude and, and stuff like that. And, you know, for those out there that want relationship advice, he does relationship advice. He does, you know, mental health advice. He does uh, career advice. He does it all, man. And uh Check it out. You know, I think he's got an episode with Kobe Bryant. So maybe the athletes out there, check that out. That Mamba mentality is something that I need to. So if I could, there's like almost uh, four, uh, four, maybe five philosophies that I myself subscribe to. Jay Shetty and his thinking like a monk. And I'm trying to be more Zen. I might get a Zen garden with a little rake. Who knows? A bonsai tree. Uh, Jay Shetty. Uh, McConaughey's, uh, you know, 13 Truths, his speech that he gave at University of Houston for their commencement. And all those 13 Truths, man, I used to work out to that every day in college. And I have McConaughey's book, just the McConaissance, that philosophy. Uh, so I subscribe to those philosophies. Who else philosophies I subscribe to? The Mamba Mentality philosophy. Love the Mamba Mentality philosophy. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And... Uh, I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to the TB12 method because that's more of a nutrition-based philosophy than a mental philosophy. But I do admire his work ethic, and I just appreciate greatness in, in any which way it comes. So, uh, yeah, I guess I could, you could say I subscribe to the I, – I, I subscribe more to the, the Seinfeld philosophy than TB12. But we'll, we'll say TB12. And then the last one, and, and the fifth pillar – of this house that I built the philosophy of Frank. I've subscribed to my own philosophies and my own thoughts and ideas, because if you can't be at peace with yourself, then who can you be at peace with? That's that's, you can't see it. I'm bowing for those that, uh, watching on YouTube. Yeah, man. And I know it's, it sounds, you know, conceited to say that you think you have all the great ideas and stuff like that, but I've been in dark, negative situations and I've been in light positive situations and I've seen the duality of man and the dichotomy of life. And I understand that 
you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's also not uphill running in the rain uh, and you're sad and it's 85 degrees. And for some reason, it's also raining. Just any negative picture that when you run up the mountain. And I love running up the mountain. I think it, it, this is a literal mountain that I'm talking about at this point. Uh, I love running up the mountain. I think it's a great uh, metaphor for life. And I think it, 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 you just feel like you feel like you really accomplished something after you finish running up the mountain a few times. DuPont Park, if you want to catch me uh, running up the mountain. There you go, DuPont Park. Anyways, uh, make your own philosophy or subscribe to mine. The philosophy of, philosophy of Frank coming to uh, a book store near you, if bookstores are still a thing. I know this episode was interesting. You haven't heard from me in two weeks, but I've had a lot of thoughts and I've had a lot of ideas and I've just, it's been a really interesting week, man. So hopefully next week uh, I got some talented people lined up to talk to and I know you're going to like them because I like them. And uh, again, apologies for the voice. That is my thing and it is not working. So thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate your time. And, uh, man, I wish I could leave you some prophetic thought. All right. Hey, have a good day. Take care of each other. I'll see you.